Hello, and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for you. Oh my goodness. So if you're new here, please also go subscribe to The Glenice Show. It is the podcast that I did previous to this one. And I guess, I mean, I say subscribe. There's not going to be any new ones. Uh, However, there's like, I don't know, 200, 300 episodes that you could go check out. So check those out also. So for this week, we are going to talk about the tool that can change anything. Now, this is a tool that not a lot of people like to use, and I would even I would even guess to say that not a lot of people are even aware of this tool. The tool to change anything is your presence. So actually being present with whatever it is that you would like to change. Now, I know that that might sound pretty basic for some of you and really look at those things right now. Take one thing that you would really like different, whether it's money, something to do with your body, a relationship, a career thing, a business, whatever. Take one thing right now and be really honest with you. How present are you willing to be with that thing? Yeah, right? I mean, most of us, that, that's the only reason we actually have any hiccup in our life, any problem, any issue, any of whatever we might define it as. That's the only reason is because we're not willing to be 100% present in that area. And honestly, it's probably not even your unwillingness to be 100% aware in that area or present in that area. You're probably just mimicking who you grew up with. You might have seen your parents pretend that, you know, money wasn't anything or not, not that I mean money is anything, but when we pretend (laughs) that, you know, la-di-da-di-da, that everything's all good and dandy um, and it isn't, that's when we get into trouble. So the more present that you're willing to be in each and every area of your life, the more that you will create what you would like in that area. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me, I actually find different ways that will get me into the habit of being present with that area. Because let's take money, for example. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you might have heard my radio show from May of 2014. And I highly recommend, if you haven't, go and listen to it. It's called Get Your Head Out of Your Ass. And remember, that's on the Glenny Show podcast. And it is all about how I finally was willing to be present with money. So all the years that I'd been dealing with my own money, which was, you know, since I was young, it was all about pretending and lying to myself and making things okay that weren't and putting more on credit cards than I had to spend. I mean, it was, it was a lot of crazy. I would create a whole bunch of debt on credit cards and then I'd work really hard to pay it off and then I'd like, whew, done that. Guess what? I would recreate it. Why would I recreate it? Because I wasn't willing to be present with it. 
So of course I'm going to recreate it because in my fantasy world, oh no, I'm just going to put this whatever $20 t-shirt on my credit card. Oh, that's, that's no problem. And then a $40 meal and then I don't know, $600 in makeup. No, I actually wasn't wearing makeup like I do now back then. So, uh, but that's what we do because we're not willing to be present. And then I would look at it and then I would be shocked at my credit card, you know, the amount on there. And I would be mad at myself and then I'd work hard and pay it. Like it just became this cycle. And I asked myself this question, what was the value of it? Because I finally recognized it was just a cycle. It was something I had done, I don't know how many times. And when I asked myself that question, I got the awareness that I was doing it to entertain myself. Now that might sound really ridiculous, and it was actually true. We are all like able to be and do and have and create and actualize a billion times more than we usually do. So then we actually start utilizing that energy against us. And it's like we're bored. So we find ways to entertain ourselves that don't actually create more. I know, crazy, right? And so what I did with myself then was I, one, I actually stopped using credit cards for about a year so that I could become really present. Like if I didn't have the money in my account, then I couldn't pay for something. So that became really easy uh, to, to get that sense of it. And I also knew that not having a credit card wouldn't work. I mean, I have air, fl air, fl air flights, hmm. airplane flights, air flights, flights. I don't know how, I anyway, flights <laughs> that I require to buy or hotel rooms to book, all those things that just to pay cash is, is not really easy to do online. Uh, and so, yeah, so setting it up and just doing that. And then once I felt like I could trust me, then what I did, and I still do to this day, is I have a spreadsheet. And every Monday, I go in and fill in if there's any balance owing on any credit card. And I go and fill it in so that I know that I'm staying aggressively present. And this is what we call it, is aggressively present, which means nothing would take us out of that presence. We're so present that no matter what occurred, even if like Sephora had a 75% sale on at their you know makeup store, in case you're not familiar, if they had that, I still would be willing to be aware of where, what money I do have, what would create more, what would be fun to spend, what wouldn't be, all of that. So aggressive presence is that, that willingness to stay present no matter what. And I use Sephora, I mean, that's a, that's a funny example. And how often do we do that? Do you have a favorite store that when they have a sale, you go, oh, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll pay it off next month or well, it's worth it. I mean, it's half price. You know, we do all that reasoning and that justifying and all that is doing is ensuring that we don't actually stay present. Yeah, right? So again, looking at those areas right now, where are you willing to stay really, really, really aggressively present? And where are you not? For some people, they have done such an amazing job by being willing to be present with what they're eating throughout the day. Where they maybe, if they didn't pay attention to it, then they would be eating 
10 times more, two times more, whatever. And so everybody's is different. Or I actually had a friend years ago, and this always, you know, seemed funny to me. And yet now I would say that I'm older. I really get it. And she actually had a spreadsheet and she kept track of how often she stayed in touch with family and friends. Now she lived out of the country. So she, she was, she's Canadian and then she moved to China And so for her, it felt really like something she really desired to do. And that helped her to keep track of it for her. And and to me, that's, that's another tool of being aggressively present. Now, if that's not something that's important to you, you don't have to do that. And what is? Like, what do you need to put in place for those things that you'd like to change and you're not changing? those things that you'd rather complain about than take the action on. What what do you need to put in place? Is it a spreadsheet? Is it a timer on your phone? Is it a friend? I mean, how many people have had great success with, say, going to the gym regularly because they have somebody to go with? I know for me this year, I started seeing my personal trainer in January, and that has been the absolute best thing. Because it does. I'm excited to go. Plus, I she has an awareness of what's required for my body. She has an awareness of how to build up the strength in a way that will contribute to my body. And that has been so amazing. So everything that she has asked me to do, every time I have went in there, I have physically been able to do it. Now, for someone like me, now some of you guys might have no problem doing the toughest of toughest videos out there or, you know, the yoga ones where they're saying put your foot behind your head and you can do all that. That's awesome. But just know for some of us, it can get really frustrating to put a video on and not be able to do, say, half of it. Just, you know, it's just not the right level or whatever. So for me, this has been a huge way to be getting stronger, which was my target with my body, what my body asked for was to be stronger this year. And that's what I put in place to contribute to that. And so when you look at those areas or area, maybe you've only got one that isn't changing and you'd really like it to change, what level of presence is required? (sighs) Yeah. And of course, the other piece with that could be you don't really desire to change it. It could be that you think you should, or this reality says you should. This weekend, I was facilitating a foundation class in Lloydminster, Saskatchewan slash Alberta. It's a border town. And we were talking about uh, our lists of things we would like to have and be and do and create and actualize. And I always take the, the last day we go through the whole creation process and it's just awesome. Anyway, so we were talking about that. And I said to them, you know, if you have something on your list for probably three months or more, and you haven't taken action on it, you really want to check if it's actually your desire. And the example that I shared was that I've been making lists, uh, you know, say wish lists, uh, since I started all of this, which was in 2002. So I have made many, many, many wish lists. In fact, I used to do it with the energy of the new moon. I had read a book and on the new moon, you're supposed to write them all out. And so I did that and I actually kept notebooks of my asks. And what's interesting is if I still had those notebooks, which I don't think I do. 
No, I don't think I do. But let, let's say I did. If I went through them right from when I started in 2002 to probably, I would say probably 2012, I could tell you that every new moon I wrote the same thing about my body to be skinny. That's what I wrote about my body. And yet, in those eight years, I never chose it. So it really actually wasn't my desire. It was what this reality says I should be. It's what I have heard from doctors and family and friends and people and health and blah, 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 blah. I've heard it all and I've taken it on as real and true. And yet what's actually really true, and it really only started to unravel once I started studying access consciousness and really looking at if I truly did desire it. And I actually remember it was, it was probably my first or my second certified, it was actually my second certified facilitator training. This is funny that this is coming up. I'd forgot about this. And there was a woman who went to the microphone and she was a heavier set woman. And she was saying to Gary uh, and Dane, like how she needed to lose weight. And Gary said, truth, do you desire to lose weight? And she got no, like her awareness was no. And I remember sitting and listening. I'm going to pull out the audios. I wonder if I still have them. Um, I remember like sitting there going, but wait, like, of course she does. Of course, everyone who has extra weight has the desire to get rid of it. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, I, I remember now how strong it was in my world that it had to be a yes, and so I took, you know, probably, let's say, like the next month or so, and really got vulnerable with myself, dropped the barriers, dropped the points of views, and started asking myself, like, truth, do I? And it was no. And it was so freeing, because I had spent, whatever, 30 some, yeah, 38 years with that point of view that I had to. Well, I wasn't, when I was six was when I started gaining weight. So I guess I didn't have it when I was a baby, but you get it. Many, many, many years of my life was that. And yet it wasn't truly my desire. So then I never actually chose to take action on it because it wasn't my desire. And then what we do when we're trying to do something that isn't our desire is we don't do it and then we get to judge us. And now we're horrible and we're bad and it doesn't work. And look, that thing worked for that person and it didn't work for me. And I'm wrong, like all of that crazy. When really all I required was that level of presence to ask myself, truth, do I desire this? No, that's it. So you want to look at those things too that you think you should change or that have to change or need to change and ask yourself that. Truth, do you desire the change? Is that really yours? And it doesn't mean that you, if you get a no, that, it'll, that you never will change it. It just means acknowledge what is in that moment. Because it may not be. And once you get that information, then so much more is possible. Because then it comes from, if you do desire to or choose to change it down the road, and there is that desire, it's a totally different energy. And it's, again, that willingness, too, to be vulnerable with yourself. Like, I will often use the phrase, like, I know me. I'm on to me. 
So if you know you and you know that you would really like to be aware with money and that you know that if you have cash, you never keep track of it, then trust that that will continue to be true until you change it. And then look at what's required then. Doesn't mean you can never carry cash. If, you know, let's say you're wanting to keep track of how much you're spending, then like, how, how can you? What do you need to put in place? Is, would it be more ease to type it on your phone? Would it be more ease to take a picture of the receipts? Or like, what, what do you need to put in place if you know that you just kind of pay cash, like spend cash without any awareness? And maybe it is to not have cash for a while. If you know that you'll track it really well if it comes out of your account on your debit card, say, then choose that. Like really get really curious with how you can change it while honoring what you have chosen in the past. So if you know that about yourself, don't pretend you'll change it overnight. You could. And a lot of times it's really more about just knowing, just trusting us. Oh, you know what? I've always done it that way. So this is what I'm going to do to change it. And and even with like with using credit cards now and paying them off when I use them, not necessarily the moment I use them, obviously, but usually once a day, like if, I, if I'm out shopping or if I'm online shopping and then once I'm done, I'll go and I'll pay it off. And that's because I know me. I'm aware, even though it's been, what, six five years since I you stopped the cycle of, you know, entertaining myself with money that way, I still know it could be a very slippery slope for me. And it's not right and it's not wrong and I'm going to trust me. So I'm going to put in place whatever I require to be aggressively present. It's also really contributed to me in terms of tracking uh, if there's been charges that shouldn't have been. Now, my, my, my credit card is really great at letting me know if there's like, you know, fraud or whatever. That's fine. But sometimes there's just charges from other places that shouldn't be. Or I've had like from in the bank when they will charge me a fee at the bank that shouldn't actually be there. Like just all of that, like the awareness of that. And it's not that I mean you have to like you know, take an hour a day to track whatever it is. It's just, what do you need to put in place for you to be aware, for you to become willing to be present? And then that presence will start being more valuable than putting your head in the sand. And with a lot of things, I get that you wouldn't have to continue with whatever you start with to keep yourself present because that will become, it'll become where it's more valuable. It'll become where it's more ease. You know, a lot of times we'll say, well, it's, it's just so easy to spend money. It's so easy not to pay attention. What if it was like, it's so easy to, to stay present. It's so easy to be aggressively present with my money, with my body, with my relationships, like whatever it is. Like what, what if that became the, the operating energy instead of the interesting point of view that it's so easy to not pay attention? Yeah. And we've taught ourselves really well how to shut down, how to check out, how to not be present. And if you would like to create a magical life and living, then be willing to be present. Be willing to add presence to those areas that aren't working for you. 
And I have a lot of foundation bars and foundation actually classes coming up around the world. Would love for you to come and play. Would love to meet you in person. Of course, we've got Las Vegas starting October 23rd. We've got New York starting October uh, 31st. We have Cochrane, Alberta starting on January 22nd. We have the uh, Toronto in May of 2020. And of course, the Pool Party Foundation is already set. That starts August 5th here at our acreage. And I have an entire list of places that have asked me to come and play uh, with all sorts of awesomeness. So we've got Atlanta, we've got Virginia, We've got Denmark, India, Greece, Slovenia. I didn't even say that very well, but you know what I mean. Um, Los Angeles, I mean, so many places. So, you know, where on this beautiful planet will I see you? Where on this beautiful planet will I get to hug you? Ah, yes, and of course I have tons of online things too. So you can check out the links. If you don't have a link to my webpage or to the upcoming events, let me know. Otherwise, they're in this podcast with the podcast notes. You can find them. And I will also put a link to that radio show from May 2014. Get your head out of your ass just in case money is one of those places that you would like to be more present, my sweet friends. Yes. And I guess that's the other piece, you know, as I was just looking at what we've talked about so far is when when I talk about the lists and we do the creation afternoon on, on the last day of foundation, um, it's not just about making a list. And so we bring it back to being present. I often suggest to the people is like, have your list so you look at it every morning so that you actually can be the energy of all of your asks. And then you'll also be aware of what's required. Like what action steps? If you make a list and you don't look at it for three months, chances are you'll be a little surprised in three months of all the things you didn't do. (laughs) And again, that's from lack of presence. Now, You don't have to look at your list to be present with it, and it does assist many people. So you want to look again at what what is that. And for a lot of us, we do energy pulls every day, and it's not so much about the specifics. It's the energy of your ask. So however you want to do it, it doesn't matter. And just look at that, though. If you're not, if you're not being present in some way with what you would like to be creating, having, being, doing, actualizing, then where is your, your, say, your time and your energy going? Is it into putting out fires? It is into, you know, complaining and frustrating and nothing's going your way. Is it into creating a mediocre life? Like, where is it? And not from judgment, but just again from awareness. So you can look at going, wow, I can spend the rest of my life doing this. Unaware, frustrated, annoyed, thinking this is normal, thinking this is the way it has to be. Get up another day, frustrated, annoyed, like all of that. Or what can you put in place? What what level of presence is required and how do you be that level of presence in that area (sighs) yeah 
Angela, my friend in Utah that I often speak about, she was sharing how her and her husband started years ago having a conversation about like, hey, how are you? How How is the marriage going for you? What could I be doing better? What could you be doing better? Like that sort of a conversation. And I've just really been with that going, man, that is a really cool. And again, the willingness to be present with at the moment of that conversation in in the marriage, you know, in this example, of course, you could use it with your kids, you could use it anywhere. Uh, but you're just basically just checking in. And because there's been people who've been shocked when their spouse said they want a divorce because they're unhappy or they, you know, whatever. Like, and that's from, again, the willingness not to be, pre- or not the willingness, the, the lack of being present with the person, with the situation, with what's going on. And sometimes we don't actually know what's going on in the person's world. So if you ask them the question, how much more freeing is that? I actually had a situation this morning and actually it's it's not actually about this except it was the willingness to ask the question. And so I was looking at an Airbnb in uh, Las Vegas. I love the energy of it. It really felt yummy. And there was only three reviews and one of them was really bad. Like the woman wasn't available. So the people got there, they landed, they messaged her and she was she was gone no response, phone was turned off. And so this person, you know, understandably so, was very mad. And then the other two reviews were beautiful. They just loved the place. And I was like, man, it feels really yummy to book it. And yet that one review is kind of like, hmm. And so I was like kind of back and forth. And I was like, you know what? Let's just ask her. So I messaged her this morning and I was like, hey, you know what? I actually asked her a couple things like the internet, obviously my first question. And then I just said, I noticed this one review. And I also know there's two sides to every story. So can you, you know, can you guarantee that you will be available when we arrive and blah, blah, blah. And she just explained she'd actually had a stroke and was unavailable and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, wow, how many times have I not asked the question? How many times have I just went, oh, no, we can't, you know, can't do that. Look at that bad review or whatever it was. I mean, it was just, it was really cool. So ask the questions, which, of course, we talk about all the time. Ask the question and be present and stay in question, of course, you know, so it's not like it was like, oh, then that's okay. So I'll just book it because she said it was okay. I still asked more questions and I still booked it. Um, And it was really yummy to do so. And that doesn't guarantee that she will be there. You know, I'm not putting my blinders on. And by having that conversation, it opened up the space and the willingness to ask the question, the willingness. And so looking at that in those areas, It's also that too. Are you willing to ask the question of yourself? Are you willing to be present enough to ask questions in that area? Are you willing to ask if you truly desire to change it? It's not a judgeable offense if you get a no, and it's very valuable information if you get a no, because then you can stop beating your head against the wall. (sighs) All right, sweet friends, have an awesome week, and I look forward to chatting with you next week.